What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Project X Talk podcast, episode 24, your weekly podcast all about Xbox. If you like that, please subscribe to the channel and drop us a like. For our audio listeners, the few of you who are out there, make sure to follow us. And if everyone could go drop a review on Apple, that'd be great. It really does help grow the channel. We really do appreciate it. My name is Kevin. I'm the host, as usual. And this week, I'm joined by Tom and Garrett. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good as always. I'm sorry, Gary. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Good as always. Make sure I emphasize <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, I'm great. It's beautiful out today. You know, excited to talk about some games, even though well, we, we got a little more news today than I thought we were going to have going into the show. But as per usual here on Project X Talk, we start every week by going around the room and asking a simple question. And that question is, what's you playing? So, Tom, what's you playing? I've been playing a little bit of Quantum Break. I don't know why. I just wanted to play it. I think after playing Control, I was like, huh, you know, I want to play some other Remedies work again. And I just ended up there, and the game is actually so bad. I, I don't like what they did with it. It's, I, I'm, never, I'm probably not going to play it again after, like, just, like, oh, the last wow. session. But <laughs> That's think, hilarious. Because they went brother... with, like, a TV move, like, mm-hmm. series aspect, but I feel like... That could have been fine, but like the actual gameplay parts of it, I feel like it's not engaging enough. Like I don't really feel like I'm playing it. Hmm. My brother said because he he played through Control, not Ultimate Edition, just original on Game Pass. He said Quantum Break was better than Control. I don't think so. I can't. I got. I don't agree with him. Hmm. I haven't played Quantum Break, so I I, I played Control Ultimate Edition, which I loved. So it'd be hard. Hard to beat them, I mean, except the DLC. Fuck the DLC, that's garbage. Um, <laughs> but have you played Alan Wake? I've played through Alan Wake on the 360. I never played the American Nightmare one, but I did play Alan okay. Wake. I, lo- I love that one, too. Okay. All right. It's two out of three. Two out of three in bed. You know, I'm, exci- I'm excited to keep an eye. But, yeah, that was just funny because he said he liked Quantum Break more. <clears throat> you playing anything else? No, I mean, this week... I really haven't touched my Xbox a whole lot this week. Uh, a little bit of Quantum Break. I've been playing some Forza, just going through every season on there. Because they'd like to do weekly seasons on there. And mm-hmm. you really have to be dedicated and play every week if you want to have any sort of progression. And it's kind of annoying. Yeah, weekly seems a bit much. Yeah, and they have like really good rewards for the week. So I'm like, uh, do I want to miss out on this MR2 or this RX7 from 90, like from 87, 87? No, I don't. I want that. I need that car. Let me just go ahead and unlock it real quick. So I have to play. Mm-hmm. Can you unlock them after the fact, or are they just like, do they recycle at a certain point? They rotate eventually. Like it might come down the line, like maybe in two, three months, five months. I don't want to risk it. If it's a car I like, I'm going to go ahead and unlock it, pretty much. And I like pretty much all cars. <laughs> it's exciting. I'm not, a, I'm not a car guy. So, Garrett, what are you playing? Um, I was playing a bit more Prey, but then uh, me okay. and another couple buddies downloaded or re-downloaded Fallout 76 and revisited that. And, like, the game's actually not too bad as far as live service games have went in, like, their way of progression and whatnot but like yeah i don't know it's still a thing i don't really like i think i have less appreciation for the leveling system with the cards what yeah, that how... was... sorry you can go Tom. If... 
the cards was like honestly the yeah. worst part about the leveling system. I love that you yeah, can build you like your own base fun. though. Like I like that you can build yeah. your camp and put it anywhere you want. That's the coolest aspect for sure. Oh yeah, I, I I'm personally under a bridge. Like I feel like a little troll. I have like a little water <laughs> factory made up so I could like sell my water limit every day. But uh yeah. He's over there giving riddles to other players. <laughs> gotta gotta <laughs> answer the riddle to get my water. Well <laughs> pretty much. But actually, yeah, that is a hint. If you ever get into the game and you want to make up some caps quick, most people just make uh water purifiers and stash oh. them on rivers and things. Because you can sell like each for four and you uh, you have a limit of fourteen hundred per day. So uh you could just go around and ca I've seen people be able to cash that out in like 20 minutes. It's insane. But uh, yeah. Other than that, I also tried Empire of Sin and I'm not going to lie. I only got like an hour into that game. Really didn't like that. Oh, why? Can you, what, yeah. what was wrong with it? Well, because like, I think I just went into it with the mindset of it's going to be like a park simulator for uh, gangsters, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's just like the movements between the different uh aspects of the game and shit some of the conversations just seem very dry robotic almost and like mm. yeah it was almost as quick as my uh what was that game that i downloaded while we were doing a review one time the medium the, uh, no call and see call the sea that's call what i was called yeah C. yeah yeah i remember you downloaded it while like, yeah <laughs> and like it lasted about as long like I'm very quick with some games. It's like I could, I'm either going to like I'm not going to deal with eight hours of this. Not mm -hmm. a chance. You're not a you're not a oh it gets good after thirty hours type of guy. Oh no, because like I don't know what was that little like psychological lesson you learned as a kid. There's like time that you invest into something and then you'll end up doing something you don't like for longer because of that initial time that you invested. Yeah, there's some word for that, but just like I was taught that lesson on life. If you don't like something, walk away. Okay. Um, I want to bring back to Fallout 76 because uh, that's one of the FPS boost titles. Do you know it? Like, how does it look compared to what it originally looked like? It plays a lot smoother. Sort of like Prey, <laughs> how I was saying last week about how you always caught stuff halfway through their transformation. It just, like, the responsiveness of it all around. You just uh, seem to be able to catch more stuff off guard. You could sneak up better. It just seems more fun and immersive. Was that notice? one of the ones that they lowered the resolution? Yeah, that was my question. It it seems just as sharp. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I got a different TV from then to now, right? But, yeah. Uh, it seems the same, just a lot smoother. I don't know how much they dropped it. I heard some people say it was 1080p now, so maybe it's 1440 and you really... You know, 1444K, it's, it's not that big of a difference, yeah. in my opinion. If much more of a, you know, 30 to 60 is much bigger difference than yeah, 30 to 60 is what and I 1080 to 4K, I think. Yeah. Definitely. does Well, in layman's terms, it doesn't take away at all. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Probably not one I'll pick up, not liking Fallout <laughs> in general, but... Uh, in terms of what I've been playing this week, um, I finished Crash 4, and by finish, I mean I beat the story, and that's all I'm going to do. That's all I really cared to do. Um, I just bought it so I could have, a, you know, continue my Crash uh, Bandicoot story experience, because 
I do like the characters, and I, I you know, it's, it's just a fun little world to exist in for a while. Um, the game so hard. Like I, I know we were talking offline about it, but some of those levels are absolutely ridiculous. Especially that last little, um, right before the final boss, that last level. Right before you hit the nitro box, there's like lasers, and you have to go through like every mass you've gotten in the game to get through the lasers. And you have to be like frame perfect, I swear, to get through that. I, I died 73 times. <laughs> I sat there for, I was like, this guy's harder than Dark Souls. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, are my hands broken? Is the game broken? I even tried to just like cheese it. Like I had a golden Aka Aka whatever mask. And I was like, I'm just going to blow through the lasers. So I'll like, you have the invulnerability, but like, it just doesn't, doesn't work. Doesn't work. But is but, it like Battletoads difficult? Uh, so I, I played, I played Battletoads, uh, with me, my brother, me and a friend, we were playing Battletoads uh, Thanksgiving and we got, we played for a few hours. Now, I don't know how far we actually got into the game cause we, we only got past the, um, first level where you ride on like the bikes and to like get the, whatever the jewel or whatever you need, you have to be in like under eight minutes and we beat it in like 34. So clearly not good at Battletoads either. So it's really, really hard for me to say. I didn't think Battletoads was too difficult. Like it wasn't like frustratingly difficult in my opinion. Like it was still fun playing Battletoads, but Crash, like I did get a little frustrated at like, especially those lasers. The majority of the game, there were really fun levels. There were some that were just okay, and then there were other ones where I was like, "I hate this." I'm, I'm like, "I why is the, who made this level?" Just frustratingly. Is, is there the dreaded '90s <clears throat> underwater level? Uh, no, there wasn't an underwater level oh, at all. Good. Yeah. Okay. Like in the little his little scuba gear, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that in Crash Crash Three. I think I had that. I loved it. Yeah, I think um, Wrath of Cortex had. Uh, some crash i mean that's one of the easier crash games but uh, i think they had some underwater levels too um i, I wanted crash to have because uh, wrath of cortex i don't know if the other i can't remember if the other ones had it but you had ones where you like were in a ball kind of like fusion frenzy and you'd like go through the level trapped in like a ball that was crash four not crash no. 4, it was a uh, crash it wasn't a Crash 4, but it came out on the Xbox and PS2. Whatever that one was, I don't know what it was called. Wrath of Cortex, I know that one was on PS2 and that one had it, so that might be, just be the only one that had it. But I, I would love a, I wanted a level like that. You know, you have the classic Crash Bandicoot things where you hop on little tigers. And the levels I did like, because you can play as uh, some of the other characters, like Tanya and uh, Dingo Dial, their levels are really fun. You can play as a Neo Cortex in a few levels. His levels suck. He's not fun to play as. I hated every moment of that. Because he gets like a gun and he can't jump. And it's it's just annoying. All his levels suck. But it's, it was fun. It was, it was a good time. So other than that, I'm playing Prey still. I'm like eight hours in. I'm really liking it. I'm like, it's one of the RPGs that I'm like, I want to do the side quests. I want to like go as he. I'm dying a lot. And I don't know if it's because I'm like bad and like I don't get everything i don't get the kinetic powers that's certainly something like where you can slow down time and it says like it says i have an energy blast i don't seem to be able to figure out how to use it even after reading the description i'm clearly not good on that part but i i like the rpg aspect of it i like upgrading i like exploring the the space station getting more in depth with the the story so i'm enjoying it um have you been scared yet 
Yes, all the time. Constantly. <laughs> I, play, I play with headphones. It's uh, it's creepy hearing the little mimics like crawling around and I'm like, oh, well, I know yeah. there's something in the next room. Or the phantoms make really creepy noises too. Um, it's it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm scared easily. The medium didn't scare me at all. This game is definitely way scarier than the medium, and it's because they have this this music and they have those weird, creepy sounds in space. The whole atmosphere just really gets me. And like, I never played Dead Space, so like, I couldn't handle Dead Space. I can handle this one, but I, I, I it's creepy. And then other than that, I put a few hours into Persona Five Strikers. I don't know if anyone's uh, t- I don't know if you touch it. Obviously, Garrett hasn't. He doesn't have a PlayStation. Um, or Switch, it is on Switch, but I, I would not want to play a game on Switch. The amount of, I can only imagine the frame rate drops on, on the Switch. Uh, it's it's fun. It's fun. it's probably the best Musou game I've played because it's, it has a it has story, has beautiful cutscenes. Uh, it has, you know, it's, it's kind of like an RPG that is, is good, but just Musou combat. So they really, really did a good job with that one. I'm looking forward to playing those. And that's that's my week, guys. I'm I've been busy, been tired, staying up probably a little too late playing games. Yeah, you've been you've been playing so much prey. Every time I'm online, it's like, huh, Kevin's on prey again. Prey yeah, all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like eat dinner and then I'll sit there from like I don't know five to eight and play prey, and then I'll go play Persona from like eight to ten or something. Then I'll it's scheduled. Go- he lives a scheduled life, guys. I do live schedule. <laughs> anyway, I got some scheduled man. That's I got some crazy. Smash. I got some Smash Brothers in there, you know. Got Smash so going still on. Stomping everybody in Smash. How's that going? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, usually. I mean, for the the like weekly group, like uh, weekly Discord streamer guy, I, I join. Um, shout out Kyle S Q E podcast, SideQuest Enthusiast podcast. Um, I go. I go play with him. Uh, he's he's gotten better. Um, I do stomp most people in the arena, though. I, I have to play. Uh, yeah, I watch not my pains. Your games. That's it's pretty insane. I yeah. tried facing him, and he, I couldn't do it. it was, I didn't clearly, even try. Clearly, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just bad at the game, and I was like, I talked myself up. I was like, you know, you could, you could you could probably you could probably come in and like be as good as these people in like a few games, like one night probably. You could probably be as good as as most people in this lobby. They're like I don't want to be mean, but like, but <laughs> clearly, 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 I'm better than them. There's a skill gap here, and I mean, I joined his Smash League, all right, and the winner gets like two hundred seventy-five dollars, and I'm like ten and zero, so I think I'm, I think I'm okay. <laughs> but well, I will move on. Her. Right here. You won't be invited again. Hmm? You won't be invited to the next one. <laughs> Probably not. No. <laughs> Yeah, listen, man, I didn't put it together. I just got an invite, so we're gonna we're gonna transition from Smash Brothers over to the the news this week. Um, we do have some news topics. Been a little slower of a week compared to last week, so let's jump right into it, guys. Story number one is Microsoft about to pay ten billion dollars or more for Discord. This is coming from Dina Bass and Katie Roof over at Bloomberg. The article states Microsoft's in talk to acquire Discord for more than $10 billion. According to the article, Discord is in talks with potential buyers, including Microsoft, but no deal is imminent, said the confidential sources. According to one source, Discord's more likely to go public than sell. So guys, I want to get your reaction to this. If the deal was to happen, 
what do you think it would mean in terms of the Xbox ecosystem? Do you want to go first, Garrett? Well, I don't know. My point's pretty simple. I think it's a play after the whole mixer blunder. If they could add Discord onto there and have some sort of streaming aspect somewhere down the pipeline integrated into Discord, I think they could have quite the potent little thing where people could like watch in like let's say a virtual family room setting, right? Cuz like us now we're just in a small group amongst a bigger thing, right? So I think it could be quite the thing. But like ten billion dollars, man, I don't get that price tag. That's ridiculous. I didn't think they were bigger than Bethesda. I mean, I think they bought Skype for quite a bit um like the last couple of years as well. I don't know how much they paid for Skype, but they dropped a lot of money. Which is weird to me though. It's like if you already have bought Skype, why would they be have any sort of interest in Discord? Now Discord it does differentiate itself with being more like community focused thing for or gamers, mm-hmm. um, more like a like a, a forum looking for group stuff. So Discord does have its perks. I just don't really know what they would do with Discord. Like besides just bringing it to Xbox, I mean they can do that. Discord can do that now and bring a Discord up to Xbox, even without the Microsoft buying them. But I don't know what they can do with it. Yeah. So. I, there is a way to get Discord on your Xbox right now. I think it's through something, an app called Quarrel, I think it's, is what it's called. Like, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. But you can, uh, it's a third-party thing, but it lets you use Discord on your Xbox. Uh, I don't know how legal it is or anything, you know, how, uh, how it is like that. I've never used it. But I think Microsoft, I think Discord, first of all, it, it is primarily focused at gamers, but it has kind of, transcended that especially in covid times where people are trying to figure out what's the best platform to work from home and have video meetings and realizing hey the ones we kind of use suck like the amount of webex cisco webex i'm calling you out cisco webex your platform is garbage (laughs) straight garbage zoom is all right um there's just uh, microsoft teams is all right but I think Microsoft Teams is kind of what Discord, like, is it's kind of Discord-like. Like, there's a little chat room uh, for, for your team members. So I think Discord does everything Microsoft Teams wants to do, but better. So I'm not even sure that this acquisition would be for Xbox. It might just be a general Microsoft thing. Like, hey, they want to take Discord and then make Teams better, uh, take all the technology from Discord and make that Microsoft Teams from now on. Uh, certainly they could introduce it to Xbox and have some, it would make cross-play with PC and Xbox a lot easier if that was just our standard party chat. But I'm, I'm, everyone jumped immediately to, because Discord's related to gaming, like, oh, this is for Xbox. But I'm not entirely sure this is solely for Xbox. It could be a major Microsoft thing for every part of the company. And that's why they're willing to pay 10 billion more also it says the deal isn't imminent so i'm not sure if this is actually you know it doesn't seem very likely to go through yeah it just doesn't seem too likely like i'm sure if microsoft threw an offer out there how serious they are with the offer i don't know i feel like i'd be a little iffy with that uh, i think the big thing though is like in ter- if it did come to xbox like how would it work subscription wise because right now we already have this one night this- Discord Nitro in the past also included like a game uh, 
games service as well. Like just like Game Pass, they had a bunch of lists. Um, but they since nixed that as well. Would it be good? Do you guys think it would be good for if they did integrate it with Xbox? If you know, like Game Pass um, Ultimate with Discord Nitro and add those PC games on the Nitro servers, do you think that would be better than having it on the Windows Store? Because right now the Windows Store is kind of trash. I've never actually been in the Nitro, so I wouldn't <laughs> know how much how much better is it. Uh, well, right now what Nitro does it boosts the servers. Uh, like you can boost servers for better audio quality. Um, but the biggest perk previously was that you were able to get access to the free games that they offered every month. I had no idea that was a feature. I didn't know they offered. Games. Yeah, th- this was like early Discord, and then it just like nixed it for whatever reason out of nowhere. It, it had its own dedicated storefront. You could have bought games on Discord, and it just it's gone. That's interesting. I mean, I it depends on how they integrate it because if they do away with Xbox Live parties and literally make it um, Discord, if they if you know hypothetically if they buy Discord and then they're like Xbox Live parties gone. It's our Xbox network parties, if they're going to call. I don't know if that's what they're called now. <laughs> but if they're like, it's Discord, maybe that's why they're testing free-to-play, which we'll talk about. But if it's Discord, and then they're like, if you subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate, you get <clears throat> Nitro for free for party chats. That might be a good incentive. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. But yeah, uh, I would be perfectly fine if if they do acquire a discord and then they throw nitro into a party chat or a game pass ultimate i think that would be a good incentive for people to up their audio experience because people do care about that and up their you know make game pass more worth it because those little things you know like when they had disney plus for like 30 30 day trial or whatever those little things do get people in like it all adds up eventually so i can only see it as a benefit if they went that route yeah, uh, I think the another thing to add on this is if they got Discord, I don't think it should be something that's just like Xbox, you know? They should definitely try to rush out the door and try their darnest to get it on Sony's platform. Try to possibly even get it on uh, Nintendo, see if they're willing. I've, I feel like just having this as an integrated platform where everyone can just communicate like for gamers is, will be ideal to have everywhere. Got any, got any thoughts, Garrett? Not really. I was actually researching up some other stuff with the deal, but uh, I'm not really anywhere to comment yet, so mm. no, I'm passing for now. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be exciting. Uh, the thing I like about, uh, and, you know, if Sony was open to Discord instead of their party chat system, which is atrocious. I know they just redid it, and in their minds they think it's great, but... I'm gonna tell you right now, it's 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 atrocious the way they expect people to uh, party up, and then they just got rid of communities as well, I believe, um, which is kind of like a Discord server. My understanding, I've never used the feature, and I'll never get to use it because it's getting rid of. But from from what I heard, communities was kind of like, you know, if uh, if we you know, we have our Discord, so this is like our little community. Um, so I would be completely okay if they integrate things like. Having, you know, com- uh, having certain friend community, like basically just take your Discord servers, and then you can have it would, it would just make partying up with people so much easier. 
the, you could integrate the looking for groups straight into it. So you could find, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm looking for a Destiny group, like maybe it just brings you to the Destiny Discord server on your Xbox. And then you poke and then you just go in there, click thing like looking for group, and then someone can send you an invite. It just seems like there's a lot of opportunities for integration that would make gaming easier if this was integrated. Yeah. I think the biggest hesitant, uh, the reason the reason they'll be hesitant is like they're gonna wanna hold their server, um, hold their own network on their own, like in terms of like reporting, for example. How, you know, how can you report someone who did something on Discord from the PlayStation Network? Uh, yeah. But I mean, I feel like if Microsoft shows that they're willing to play ball and you know help them like be able to review those reports on their end instead and Microsoft or Sony has some sort of confidence or Nintendo has confidence in them as well, then I can see it as working. And, you know, we're talking about PlayStation. What if, uh, what if they hit up their buddy Nintendo and it was like, Hey, nobody uses your stupid voice chat app. How, <laughs> how about we just, how about we Ooh. just let you use this card? See, so yes, I've had a switch for years and I've never once used the Nintendo app to voice chat. with. I, I tried it with Animal Crossing once, it and it didn't work. Like... <laughs> yeah, they, they make you download an app on your phone, Garrett, and then it has to recognize, like, it's linked to your um, Switch profile, and it has to recognize that you're, like, in the room with someone else. Uh, not in, like, physical room, in, like, their lobby or, or in the game, and then oh, it'll, okay. like, automatically, supposedly start talking. And I've seen people use it. I've seen some people are like voice chat only for like Smash arenas, and they expect you to use this freaking stupid app. And I'm like, what's what's wrong with you people? Just use Discord. <laughs> so bad. Like, Discord's on your phone. Inspired by. Do you guys remember when you like plugged the two uh, Game Boys together in the Pokemon lobby, and you guys both had to wait in like that little room to yeah. show up in? And, yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds exactly what it's like. Wow, that's rough. Yeah, it's not great. I, th I think there's lots of potential there. Uh, obviously, deal doesn't seem imminent. Um, probably one to keep an eye on and some exciting stuff. But we'll uh, we'll move on to story number two. Now, I want you guys to stick with me here because I'm about to go on a little bit of a tangent, but I promise I'm going to bring it all around to Xbox, okay? So this, this is coming from uh, The Gamer. And that's a site that's kind of, you know, I think it started out as a YouTube channel and it was kind of like a joke channel, but recently they've been getting a little more uh, credible in their reporting. Uh, so they say Sony will be shutting down PS3, PSP, and PS Vita digital stores this summer. Uh, once these stores are shut down, titles on these stores will no longer be able to be purchased, though they, still, they may still be able to be downloaded if they already are owned. While not officially confirmed by Sony, this would lock off a lot of PlayStation classics not legally available in digital form on any other platforms. Now, obviously it has to do with PlayStation, but we're going to bring this back around to a conversation that I think this topic really brings up. Because Xbox has taken a much different approach uh, since last the Xbox One generation, where it introduced 360 and OG Xbox backwards compatibility a few years after the launch of that and carried it forward. So which approach do you think is better uh and and why you know obviously there's lots of talking points here i just want to get your guys's overall thoughts on how do you feel about backwards compatibility i think in retrospect it's great 
that we could like show our kids one day. Like that's what's what I like about Xbox is like one day, ten years from now, when I have a kid, I could show my kid Crimson Skies, Fusion Frenzy. And I think that there's a lot of gamers that are older than us that do have kids that can do that right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not at that point, but I still like to see where it's going. And for PlayStation to lock out what could be possibly little fun things that you did as a kid that you'd want to one day show your own. Uh, like people that uh, get physical, like the physical forever hashtag that I saw online that was blowing up recently. Um, those discs, a lot of them are just going to be warped due to moving 10 times and things over the years. And those are going to be gone forever now, right? So that sort of sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Xbox is the only console that spans four generations worth of games currently with backwards compatibility. In terms of like how I feel about backwards compatibility as a whole, is like I like the idea that I can play these old games. Am I going to go back for the most part? Not really. I mean, right now I'm just going back to like Xbox One games, really, because those are like the most recent. The library on the Series X isn't like massive yet. Um, yeah. like, like 360 games, an OG Xbox game. I'm not really touching those, but I love that they're still there. Um, I love that I have the ability to go buy some of these games. Like right now, if you ever wanted to play like Metal Gear Solid 2 or Snake Eater, Metal Gear Solid 3 on the Xbox, you can go to the storefront and just download that game. It's a 360 game. And I think that's just great. But just completely locking out your services like PS Vita, uh, they had a specific, they had an all digital one, the PSV to go. That console will now like if this actually go, like happens and this rumor is true, they won't even be able to download their games anymore. Period, mm-hmm. and that just completely ruins that entire console. Um, for PS3, I mean, the only way to other play like to, to play those games is on the PS3 or by streaming them on PS Now, yeah. um, which not even all games are available. I don't like their approach. I think Microsoft is doing a much better approach, and I think moving forward, they should be a little bit more conscious of what they're doing. Um, and I really hope they don't shut this down, just because they still have a PlayStation Network like active, and I highly doubt that the PS3 is like, you know, incurring a lot of costs. Um, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure the active player base is really tiny right now, and I'm sure that it's hardly a dent in their actual infrastructure. Yeah, whenever backwards compatibility is brought up, people always ask me, "Well, like, why is it important? Like, old games old? You know, we, we I'm sure we've all heard old games old." And Jim Ryan, president uh, and CEO of Sony, uh, has often been critical of backwards compatibility, famously telling. Time magazine that he doesn't see why anyone would play old games given the advancement in fidelity achieved today when they've dabbled with backwards compatibility. He says it's one of the features that's much requested but not actually used. And I would really like to see, like he says that, and I, I'd like to hope he's not talking out his ass. Like maybe that maybe that's true, but does that mean it's not important? And I I disagree, even if it's not used heavily it's still used by certain people and those people should still be heard and i know i'm one of the people that love backwards compatibility like i when banjo got announced for smash i was like oh i'm just gonna hop on my xbox and play through banjo kazooie and i could like that game came out 20 plus years ago and i just have access to it and it wasn't originally on that console so 
I mean, I, right now playing at Prey, Xbox One game. So th- there's just these games that you want to be able to play. And I hope that PlayStation Now, not PS Now, but PlayStation <laughs> right now, um, because you can play the PlayStation 4 games on PS5. I hope this is the start of them carrying it forward. I hope when the PlayStation 6 comes out, you can play PS4, PS5, and PS6 games. I, you know, if we, if we don't have access to PS3 and back, it's, it's sad because there are, I was looking at just RPG titles alone that are tied to those services that will be gone forever. And there's so many games in there that I can honestly say, if you made them available to me right now, I would pick them up. There's so many tales of games on there that were PlayStation exclusives. And because I wasn't in that ecosystem at the time, I could not play. But I would love to play through them right now. But I, if, if they're gone forever, I simply can't. And, that's, and, and that is sad. So from, just from a game preservation standpoint, I really think backwards compatibility is important. And when we, you know, we're preparing for the show or we're looking this up, I did see that Sony has patented uh, a... And they filed a patent. Yeah, you know, they haven't actually got it yet, but they filed one for allowing uh, I think it's PS2 and PS1 games to get trophies um, through emulation. So this was my understanding is this was a feature on the PS4 when you could play PS2 games. They actually added trophies to certain games on the PS4. Um, now, perhaps they're closing these stores and they're going to bring forward catalogs to the ps5 my worry is that they're gonna go on ps now and i'm not i'm not gonna subscribe to ps now i don't want to stream the games that's not what i'm looking for i know x you know x cloud great you know you want to stream the games but it's a little different if you just let me have a storefront where i can go buy the ratchet clank games buy those old tales games and have them in my digital library going forward i will do that i will gladly give you money and even if i don't play them right away you're still making money so i don't really like how expensive really is it to take the architecture and move it forward clearly it's possible xbox has done it so just just do it do it do it yeah (laughs) i'm like tweet that at jim ryan just do it. I went. I you know got a little heated there. Went on a little tangent, but I I think you guys get my point. Yeah, yeah you got a little boof it. <laughs> got a little boof. Do it. Yeah, I mean it's it's something that's always needed. Like I like he said, a lot of people don't use it, and I I don't disagree with that. I'm pretty sure that's actually the case. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I, Probably. Besides Xbox One games, I don't really go further than that. But I don't know. I don't think it's absolutely that. I think it's a lot of a mix. Because like I talk to my buddies a lot, and like just last week, my one friend tried to get me to play. Uh, what is it? Uh, Crimson Skies with him, and like I didn't even know that was multiplayer, but he was like playing it with his kid, and uh, yeah. just a whole not- bunch of other ones. Brute Force, actually, he told me he was playing. Like it's not multiplayer, but I was like. You're actually going back and playing those? Like, eh, I play Brute Force. Where I got my whole example from, right? Brute Force Two. Like, let's go with COVID. Yeah, because he said like the earlier games is like kids at eleven are playing Fortnite, right? But his yeah. like daughter's like five and a half, so she's easily playing our old Xbox games. Man, mm-hmm. like it's sort of sad. It's like 
yeah, brute force. She was actually okay with it and whatnot. I was like, that that's crazy. Fortnite era kids are nuts. I mean, I went back a few months ago and I was playing Doritos Crash Course. That's a 360 game. I I went out of my way to buy, before it was on Game Pass, uh, Ninja Gaiden Black and Splinter Cell Chaos Theory for when they got added to the Xbox One, the OG Xbox compatibility. When that came out, I was like, I want these games in my library. Like, I can't play them online. I can't play Splinter Cell Online anymore, which was a bummer, but I, I want them and I'm going to, like, own them. And just gonna let me have them, and so I know when the series Z or series SX or whatever the hell they're gonna name this next console. As I imagine, it's just going to be a giant square. It's gonna be a TV. It's gonna be a giant TV built in Xbox. Um, I'll, I'll have those games, and they'll look great because they'll probably have some crazy boosting HDR. So. I'm I'm all for game preservation, especially when you make it better. And I'm not even asking I'm not even asking Sony to make it better. I don't want to come off like a, like a fanboy, but I think everyone knows for a fact that Microsoft does backwards compatibility better. So it's like it's an objective argument here that I want Sony to do this. For exactly, the, the bare minimum is just make it available. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's it's not even not even a thing where I'm just like well, Sony's lacking behind. Xbox, like, no, just give me the freaking games. Oh. All right. Anybody got anything else on backwards compatibility? No, if not, no we'll move on to a few shorter uh, stories. Um, story number three is Xbox is finally making good on promises regarding multiplayer changes. Uh, this was a result of the fiasco when they tried to increase the price of Xbox Live Gold. Uh, but Xbox players currently a part of the Xbox Insiders program are testing the promised changes of being able to play free-to-play games online without an Xbox Live Gold subscription. But they're also making looking for group and party chat no longer require Xbox Live Gold. I think it's a great change. I don't really have much more to say. It sounds sounds great. Yeah, I, I I had no idea that um, the live chat was even like blocked behind a paywall until I saw this, and that was ridiculous. So yeah, it should be free totally. And looking for group, why not? I I think that change makes sense because what's the point in being able to play online uh, like Fortnite, free to play, you know, biggest free to play game in the world? What's the point in me being able to play online if I can't play with anyone? Just use the in-game chat. You have to listen to the little boys cry. They're going to talk about your mom, and you can't block it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Those were the days. <laughs> they were not the days. <laughs> <laughs> it was We were getting verbally abused. I got called it a condom chaos, once during man. Halo 3. Can you believe <laughs> I was called a condom? Now, what kind of insult is that? I was like, okay, I'm protection, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> because you got to think, like, it, it wasn't meant to be an insult really back then it was just people saying whatever they could think of to get you off your game if it had mm -hmm. to be a racial insult it was but a lot of the best ones that i ever heard that just made and it was just like a long list of like bad your mama jokes like the cornier the better because all it is is to make other people laugh and like personally i think it toughened up or mentally toughened a lot of the youth back then it made me permanently turn off chat that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, really, 
I've seen people on Reddit asking, you know, why is nobody talking game chat anymore? I'm like, bro, game chat died after the 360. Like nobody wants to put <laughs> up with that. Nobody wants to put up with that anymore. Well, I can't blame them. I'm friends with a dude that used to uh, take a harmonica and play it into his microphone in game chat. So, was that at least good? Pretty witty. Yeah, it's it pretty good. I mean, not for the people listening to it, but. <laughs> But was it a recording? Because like that would take away from the gameplay. The whole point is to destabilize the other person. No, it wasn't a recording. It was literally him grabbing his harmonica and playing it. Oh, see, so like you couldn't take your hands off. Yeah, no, I- I'm not. In it's favor. okay. Can't take it's your hands okay. off the controller. You'll lose. This, this this friend of mine uh, doesn't like guns in Call of Duty. He only would use Riot Shield C4, uh, TAC knife. So he really didn't need both his hands. I just ran around and, you know. So he's that kind of player. Yeah, did his thing. <laughs> he's that guy. He's that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great change. I don't think there's really much more to say about that. So we'll move into a few rumors this week. Um, and things have been a little hard to come by, but rumor number one was Halo Infinite's release date leaked. Uh, this comes from the... Fadam and Friends podcast. I have no idea who that is. Uh, but the Halo Infinite actor, Verlin Roberts, seems to have revealed that Halo is releasing November 2021. Quote, that was one of my first auditions, was auditioning for the video game Halo Infinite, which was supposed to be out already, but with the pandemic and everything. And then I think they had some leadership changes, and now it's pushed to later November this year. Roberts revealed he's playing Spartan Griffin and revealed he's had some voice lines and mocap with Master Chief's voice actor and mocap capture uh, artist. Uh, I'm just saying Halo's 20th anniversary is November 15th, 2021. That's a Monday, but I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with them dropping it on a Monday. That would make sense. What do you think, Garrett? November? November. Well, no, it's it's going to be Starfield then, so like I say end of September. Do both. Come on. Earlier. They can do both. They can do both. I'd rather have Starfield September and Halo November. Hell, I'll take Halo November, Starfield like, December. I'll take them the same know, day. Like all I'll play multiplayer and then I'll like play Starfield. Skyrim, <laughs> Fallout, Fallout 76, they've all typically released very late October or like right around between like November 5th and like 14th. Yeah, I just feel like, so like with, with Halo and Xbox's 20th anniversary being November 15th, like if there's ever a day to do it, like even if it was done in September, just hold it to November. Like just have that like moment. Yeah, Garrett. Fine. And Starfield be damned. Starfield be damned. <laughs> Starfield. Well, announced, it wasn't know. even announced really yet, man. We that. haven't even seen a like gameplay. I don't think yeah, it's coming this it's year. It's going to be exactly I like Fallout 4. Announce like gameplay in uh, June, release in the fall. They typically like Fallout yeah. 4 and Fallout 76, Skyrim. They all typically had five months uh, from the time that the first actual gameplay mm-hmm. video was to release it. Like that's yeah. sort of their shtick, right? Yeah, Todd Howard loves uh, short release windows. He he doesn't like to to say it until like he knows for a fact. 
that's what they did. There's not enough time for people to pull stuff apart, right? Like, as long as they hit, like, a good stride of, like, little things to show you about the game, then there's not too much backlash, right? But games that uh, announce four or five years er early, like, look at Cyberpunk. Eesh. I think that thing was, no matter what, it was going to be picked apart on arrival, right? Well, yeah, it was supposed to be the biggest game changer in gaming history. <laughs> yeah. Best game ever. Just to for a bit longer and we're like, hey, we're doing a game, right? But they announced it like, when did they first announce it? I feel like... 2012? Yeah, eight years was in my head. Yeah. Yeah. 2012. Like, there was way too much time on that. I mean, personally, I was talking about this with my friends because we were all uh, mourning uh, Back for Blood being delayed today uh, till October because uh, that's a game we're all looking forward to. But we were we were talking about how games games need to stop saying they're coming like uh, six like if it's over six months away, just don't say anything. Three months at three months away, just come out say it's releasing. That's all you need. I don't care about marketing cycles. I don't care. like three months is plenty of time to market something. And I know market people might disagree with me, but you're just wrong. Like I don't care. Just no, it's, stop it's it. marketing people saying they need a bigger paycheck. No, dude, you don't need me for five months. You need me for three years. Three at yeah. most. And we'll start taking pre-orders in three years. In a three-year. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think like they should do like a two-year thing. Like first year, like every game two or three years before release. Like first one, oh, show no. a teaser. Second year, gameplay. Yeah. Third, and then like actual mechanics in the game that so you don't get frustrated right off the hop, right? Oh yeah. Like, I'm imagine fine. how many people. Let's say Fallout 4, if they didn't announce the building thing first. There would be some people mm -hmm. that just wouldn't, right? Yeah. I'm fine with games. Gives time. I'm fine with teasers. Like, the Starfield teaser, I'm fine with that being, like, a few years ago. Like, great. We know you're working on something. Like, that's fine to me. What I'm talking about is naming a release date. Like, Back for Blood was announced what, December at the Game Awards, right? That was the first time we saw it. And they were like, we're releasing January 26th. You're saying that in December with a pandemic? Like, I don't care if there wasn't a pandemic. Don't, don't tell me that. You can tell me you're releasing June 25th, freaking April 25th. Like, just, just wait. There's no reason. Maybe it's a culture thing. Because where were they located at? Uh, I don't know where Turtle like Rock is. is. Here. Canada? Canada? I want to say Canada. Oh, yeah. We pridefully do this now that I have to pivot on this point. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if it's a Canadian studio, they can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it's they definitely did. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I th it it would be interesting to see a study on uh media companies and whatnot for like how they do their stuff based on geographical location mm. i think it'd just be interesting to see if like the longer marketing actually influences sales like i'm sure it's been done but like i just i just find it hard to believe that like anyone do i need tv ads eight months before a game comes out do it like well, does that really help selling the game well if you're a kid you have to convince your mom like all year long you know, mom, this game's coming out. Remember that. Three months. You don't have a lot of time to work. That's true. 
That's right. Or like, oh well, little Jimmy can uh, get some get some video game money by doing some chores around the house every week or something. They gotta build that up. So I, I guess I, I mean, we kind of forget video games. Target audience probably is mostly younger, uh, even though there are lots of adult gamers, but they probably do lean towards more children. Well, I think that's what they're trying to switch, right? I think they're annoyed with the fact that most gamers are 25, I think, to 32, I think, was the peak of people now. Yeah, so kids are starting to go outside again, boys. Sorry to say it. Just kidding. They're sitting underneath trees on their phones. But uh, they want to get them back inside on the couch, bro. And with games like, yeah, Fortnite, colorful Battlefield 2. Got to capture those youths. Pokemon Go? <laughs> Never stop yeah, playing or Pokemon like... Sleep? Pokemon Brush Your Teeth? Never stop <laughs> catching them all. Never stop catching you all. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the name of the game, bud. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just a crazy little thing. But then again, that could be a whole thing behind uh, xCloud. Now people can game underneath them trees there. Well, that's why, that's why Japan mobile gaming is... like That's why the Switch is doing yeah. gangbusters over there. Because Japanese homes don't have room for giant consoles, and they are always on the go over there. And this is, this is what I've heard and been told. You know, That's what they want to be able to game mobily. Japan, South Korea, I heard too. Actually, mm-hmm. they because they yeah. they're like five G network capabilities are just insane. Yep, but uh, which is which is why you know I mean Xbox. Yeah, I think I saw the people. I think I saw sales figures have never mentioned. Isn't South Korea just doing fine? Are they not falling apart? I mean, uh, they had like a booming economy, right? Like yeah, you know? yeah, like. I mean, they got K-pop bands and, you know, popularity. <laughs> <laughs> they got uh, Korean noodles. I saw, yeah. no, pretty I, fine. But I saw some uh, sales figures today for, like, uh, consoles in Japan for, like, I think it was the last month. And Xbox only sold, like, 1,000 units or something. And PlayStation, I don't know, it was, like, 5,000. And the Switch was, like, 12,000 or something. So, like, Xbox still doesn't have any sort of presence in the Eastern markets. But I think that's why they're so eager to get like xCloud going because then they can be like, hey, everyone, like you like the Switch? Look what we got. Like you can just have this for $10 on your phone and play all of these games. Yeah. And you said that was consoles, right? So like I'm guessing that was a lot more to do with diehard people that bought like the PlayStation before. It's like, I'll sacrifice no matter what I have to. But there is like I want to start to see like concurrent users for like XCloud mm-hmm. and other streaming services because I think that's way more important, right? Like it's just yeah, there's probably a lot more. We're still facing some backlash where stock shortages are going and scalpers are still a thing. Like it's almost a year later now. Yeah, well, I wish year. Microsoft would be a little bit more concise with the, with its numbers instead of like we got. Yeah. We got 15,000 or 15 million Xbox Live users or Xbox Network users now. But <laughs> Well, we do get Game Pass numbers every quarter, right? Like, we got eight, it was 18 million less. But that's not cloud. Like, there, there's different levels. They, you know, is that Game Pass Ultimate? Is that Game Pass? You know, how many are using the cloud feature? And the exactly. Cloud- is that PC? Is that, is that phones? Yeah, I don't the know. Cl- 
the cloud still is in beta, so I guess like maybe they're waiting to report that error. Like I don't know, they stopped reporting console sales forever ago, so all the console sales are just guesses. But in terms of like the cloud, once it gets out of beta, if they're still not having anything in the eastern market, then I think they might start to worry. Like okay, maybe it's just not in the cards for us over there. Especially with their big push, you know, working with Sega, working with these Japanese companies to try to entice them more. Um, and that kind of that kind of transitions to our, our second rumor. Uh, we're speaking of Japanese companies. Uh, Jez Corden and Special Ed have both teased that Persona could be on its way to Xbox, uh, both on Twitter. they Obviously, there's no official confirmation, but Atlas put out a survey recently asking if people wanted Persona on Xbox. And has shown a willingness to recently port to other systems with Persona 4 Golden coming to Steam last summer and Persona 5 Strikers getting a Switch version. So Persona is huge. Do you guys think Persona would help Xbox in that market? I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Uh, I think... Those those gamers in those markets are going to be sticking to like you know Sony consoles or Nintendo at that point, anyways. But definitely a big plus for like us Western audiences who want to play Persona without having to pick up a Switch or Xbox or a PlayStation. I mean, I mean, good that Golden. I saw Golden came out on Steam last year. I didn't want to pick it up because I mean, oh, I got it. it was so good. Yeah, I didn't like the art style. Like if it, I didn't. I didn't have that cel shaded art style that Persona Five did. So I was like, eh. So it looks kind of dated, and so I didn't want to really play it. Well, it's a PlayStation Two game. It, it, yeah, it but being, but being but being cel shaded would have like helped make it not date look dated. Like, uh, have you uh, Jet Set Radio Future? Uh, that game does not look dated just because of its art style. Mm. I got over it pretty quickly because the story is fantastic. Like, it's I can't. I, if someone asked me pick Persona Five Royal or Persona Four Golden, like I would really struggle to decide which one I like more. I think there's more quality of life stuff in Royal, um, but Golden, the, I, there's a lot of characters I like in Golden more than I like in, in Royal, I think. Fair. Also, they're pretty similar games. There's a lot of like overlap where it's almost like they kind of told a similar story. And I'm, and then, you know, I was playing through Persona 5 and I was like, I don't know if Atlas is really a, uh, really creative it kind of seems like they're telling the same story in a different way a little bit here but that's a that's a different thing i know garrett you're not a jrpg guy so i don't know if we're so no i'm not a jrpg and the only thing that i'd say is like i don't know if you stripped away the jrpg-ness of this this wouldn't even make the news like all right so it was a great ps2 game right so that would be like saying fable one is releasing on PlayStation. I think that would be a big deal. Right? I would. Xbox think... exclusive going to PlayStation? Well, okay. It was like, <laughs> what, what should I say then? Like, all right. Fable Dead 1's Rising. amazing. Dead Rising. Yeah, nobody, Sorry, I, I got the name. I don't think they would yeah. care if Dead Rising came out. There's plenty what? of zombie games. <laughs> so I think it would just be like, if you took away, the only reason why it's popular is that it's, the Persona name. If there was any other kind of game that it was some game from the PS2 generation, it wouldn't matter. So it's going to be a Flash thing. People are going to talk about it for a little bit. Streamers are going to use it for two, three days. But then it's just going to go back to it. Because the people who already loved and played it already owned it on the PlayStation. 
or nice. switch. It's fair. It's fair. Well, we're going to continue talking about Japanese games with uh, our last rumor. <laughs> and maybe they're not all Japanese. You know, they have a Western division, but uh, six more Square Enix games are apparently coming to Game Pass. And this comes from IGN Korea. And let me tell you, was not aware there was an IGN Korea before today. So, learned something new. But they report that more Square Enix titles are coming in the future and say it's an open secret in the industry that more than six Square games have already been confirmed and are currently adjusting their release schedules for Game Pass. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. I, I know Outriders is coming. That's being published by Square Enix. I looked at their release schedule on releases.com for 2021, and I really have no idea what the hell these other titles could be. If they're new IPs, if they're old IPs, uh, you know, if, is Octopath Traveler considered one of the six? Is Final Fantasy VII Remake? Is Life is Strange? Is Balan Wonderworld? Which, God, I hope not, because nobody oh, wants that game. Stop it. I, I can see six. <laughs> I mean, uh, they announced previously that they were, well, Microsoft announced that they were trying to bring all like Final Fantasy titles to Xbox Game Pass. So Final Fantasy X is not on there. Ten Two is not on there. Uh, 13, Lightning Returns, uh, and whatever the Four. third, whatever the th- other 13 game is called. There was three yeah. 13 games. Yeah. So I'll bring those. 14's not coming, right? That's what the director said. I wish it did. Like, I really feel like Xbox can use a really good MMORPG, and that game worked so well on my PS3 and on my PS4. And primarily, I play it on PC now. I would love to play it on my TV, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Final Fantasy, so I'd be all I'd be all down to try it. Is there a monthly subscription for fourteen? There is. Uh, the starter I think is like twelve dollars a month. Oh, I, it keeps it from being pay to win though. Like, it, if you play a free to play MMORPG and then you play this and you're like, oh, okay, I can see the benefit to paying that subscription fee. I played World of Warcraft for a little bit back in the day, so like, yeah, I've played every expansion besides the most recent one that came out. I think like two months ago. <laughs> I fell off of it. Uh, I think I did up to the Lich, Lich, Lich King. So like that was a really good one. That was like that's like top top two for like an expansion at this point. That game, that one's just really good. Yeah, it was, it was a really good time. But uh, I want to like what what titles do we you know do we think I I just named the titles that are coming to Game Pass? Do you think it's gonna be some ports? Do you think there's some unannounced stuff? Probably just more Final Fantasy old school stuff. I mean, I don't know what else they can bring that's new besides Outriders and that. And their future releases don't really look good. Right. Besides Final Fantasy, what, uh, 16, I guess. I yeah, mean. which is PS5 exclusive. For so, a while. yeah, it's like, I don't. Like I don't 7 know. Remake. I think 7 Remake would be good to get. Like, But it, are we ever actually going to get that game? You know, I, 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 I honestly. I don't think we're actually going to get it. No, you think it's permanently exclusive? Yeah, I don't. I feel like we're not. That's one we're not going to get. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think we're I getting think it this year. Marvel's Adventures. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, I just. No, oh yeah, Marvel's Marvel. Adventures is one. If they throw that on Game Pass, it yep. can actually help boost the numbers. The exp- uh, and the, then uh, the new the DLC new just came out also. recently. So yeah, I think they could fill out that list pretty quick. And they could also put the Tomb Raider. 
dudes on there. Supposedly, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about. They just had the whole trilogy on sale for like like t- less than twenty dollars. I can still oh so see God. that on there. I just realized I'm becoming the guy that Google's things during the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the, I think what Shadow of the Tomb Raider was on Game Point Pass at some point. I think that one was. I remember it being. I know it was on PlayStation Now, so I would imagine it was on Game Pass. <laughs> I think it was. I can see. I forgot. Yeah, the trilogy would be three games right there. Uh, I imagine Balan Wonderworld will get on there at some point when it flops hard because it's like the worst game ever made. I think it's uh, already flopping hard. I think that might be the next one to day one on game. I think that comes out tomorrow, right? Like something today? Today? Like, might no, come out I, today. Could, I could Google it. This afternoon, it's not launching on Game Pass, but I think when they see the sales numbers and they're like, "Wow, ten people bought this game. Maybe, maybe we should put it out for free and fire the people that made made this game." Um, They might put it on Game Pass. I wonder how much leverage they get with uh, Microsoft at that point. It's like, well, the game didn't sell well. Let's go to Microsoft and see what they charge us. You know, we would have gave you more if you did this beforehand. But since you wanted to take that risk, (laughs) two (laughs) dollars. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it releases tomorrow. By the way, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I, you know, from all the talk, I'm pretty sure that game's gonna score in like the 60s if it's lucky on Metacritic. So, it's gonna it's gonna be a rough one. They can certainly bring that Final Fantasy VII remake. I want it on Game Pass because I really don't. I want the, like a next gen version too. I want like a Series X because we're getting the PS5 version uh, with DLC. So if they give us anything less than that, like it's kind of it's kind of slapping you in the face like they did with Control, where it's like PlayStation Plus had Control Ultimate Edition or Game Pass had regular Control. And I was like, I'm just going to play the Ultimate Edition. Like, why, why wouldn't I do that? But I'm already upset at Sony for locking the upgrade. But I can't download Final Fantasy VII this month and get a free upgrade. Like, that's bullshit. So, yeah, it's nonsense. Um, so if they... Uh, if they give us Final Fantasy VII Remake, then it needs to be the next-gen version with the DLC. Uh, even if I have to buy the DLC separately, just give me the game on Game Pass. Like, that would draw people in, I think. That would that would bring subscriptions. And if not, I'll just buy it on PlayStation. Like, I don't think we're getting it this year, though. I heard Jeff Grubb say something uh, about this, I think, where he was like, no, nah, it's not coming in 2021. I don't know. I feel like that that... That franchise is really like heavily focused on Sony, so I feel like anything can happen. And I don't know, Sony ha- Sony has to be a little shaky right now. Seeing uh, all the purchases of Microsoft, they're gonna they have to do something. And I think Square is right up their alley. They just so. bought Evo. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right. What's what's Evo gonna do though? Like Evo. All right. So you have a fighting game tournament. Did they actually buy Evo? Uh, yeah, they, they bought Evo. Yeah, yeah. So, Sony, uh, Sony bought uh, PlayStation bought Evo. They're calling it a strategic partnership, I think. Um, they are keeping the two of the main people from Evo um, for like strategic like planning for the future and stuff. And they say it's not closed off to other platforms. Uh, that was like their statement. It was like, Jay, just I was going to say because uh, if uh, Killer Instinct Two comes out, if it's not on the Evo circuit, it's going to be pretty much a dead game already. So. Well, I mean, people were worrying that Smash Ultimate was going to get barred from Evo, and when 
they asked Nintendo about it. Nintendo was like, we'll continue to assess Evo as an option for future Smash Brothers tournaments. And I'm like, you're going to freaking take Smash out of Evo, aren't you? <laughs> that's, what, that's what that statement read to me. Like, you you're, you don't want to say it, but like, but next year when we can go to events and there's going to be like Street Fighter 6 and, you know, uh, Tekken and the Guilty Gear, and they're all like play, playing on PlayStation at the tournaments because I think they get played on PlayStation mostly anyway. But then they're going to be like, where's Smash? And Nintendo's going to be like, nah. No, we're not doing that. We're not going to put our game with PlayStation logos around the venue. Mm-hmm. We'll make our own tournament. Yeah, I don't think Sony will kick them out. I think Nintendo will kick themselves out. Yeah, but if they make their own, I don't think Nintendo's has been like really good at event organizing. So whatever they put out, besides their uh, directs, in, in terms of an actual event, I think it would flop. Oh, Nintendo holds their own uh, Smash tournaments, but they do items on, or like they do like online. And I remember there's a there's a clip where uh, they're playing, and then the connection drops, and it like lags really hard, and they're like, "Oh, some technical difficulties here." And it's like, yeah. "No, you're freaking online." They, they, didn't they cancel one of their tournaments? The tournaments like midway from it, like due to some issues. I think I saw that a while ago. Yeah, so for Melee, um, people use Slippy, which is like a emulated online version, because obviously nobody has GameCubes, and GameCube doesn't have online. But they sent, they sent, Nintendo sent cease and desist letters like that. They're, they're like, we will sue your ass if you try to show this on Twitch. So, yeah. That's so, that's I, so stupid. Yeah, yeah. I disagree with a lot of what they're doing. I love them, but... I, I don't like how they handle uh, esports for Smash Brothers. Um, they, oh, Splatoon is what you're talking about. They canceled Splatoon, uh, the semifinals and the finals, I believe. They just cut the championship short because uh, all the Splatoon, Splatoon players were changing their uh, usernames to like uh, save melee or like free Smash Brothers. That's what it was. That's what yeah. it was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And they didn't say that that's the reason why. They were just like, I forgot what it was. It's like, it was just some stupid PR speech. I was like, we know what happened here, guys. Yeah. Not being dicks. But yeah, Sony Sony bought Evo. So they got the fighting game community unlocked now. Uh, and they have JRPGs unlocked uh, from the sounds of it, except uh, except the ones they let trickle over into Game Pass. We we have Octopath Traveler, and they don't. There's one. There's one. <laughs> Put it in the column. It's like 1 to 26. I'll play once it drops. It's out. Came out last night. I'm playing it today, right after this podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's all we got for this week, guys. Um, unless anyone has anything else, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Good I to don't go. know, man. I think they could own the JRPG market pretty quick with a few freaking ten billion dollar acquisition. Who Xbox? Yes. Yeah. The Japanese the market won't do it, dude. Talking in numbers that high. Eventually, like they just went over and like how much seventeen billion now? If that acquisition does go through, like it's just the fact that people are thinking in numbers that big is just I don't know. I still can't get over that. Yes, but Xbox made fifteen billion. Um, Microsoft made fifteen billion last quarter. Quarter, yeah. so they're fine. <laughs> and the fact that like wasn't there like a Sega? Uh, executive that was fired, like their CEO, or was laid off or something, because uh, 
he was doing uh not letting Xbox have a chance or something. I believe I read an article like that two or three months ago. Uh, I don't remember somebody... that. Uh, I know Sega is pretty happy with Game Pass. Uh, from what I, from that uh, Miro Gamer article that came out like a month ago, they love Game Pass. Yakuza is killing it on Game Pass. So I'm, I'm not sure if you can find it real quick, but yeah, I'm looking it up. I mean, yeah, uh, Game Pass just seems a plus to Sega. I don't think Yakuza is like the biggest franchise. Well, so. it's, it's not. I mean, I, whenever Yakuza got brought up in a conversation before this, I was like, oh, that's that shitty brawler, like, JRP, like Japanese game. And then I played Like a Dragon. I'm like, this is my game of the year. Like a Dragon is top 10 ever. Like, I love this game so much. And then, like, I'm not... I don't like the other ones. Like, I still don't like the brawler combat, but like Sega is higher in my books now than it's been in years. Like, I'm just like, what, what do you got for me, Sega? Found the guy. Sega has announced the resignation of its president of chief of publishing officer, Kenji. I'm not going to try the last name. In an official notice <laughs> resignation released by the parent company, Sega Sammy Holdings, it states that. Uh, Kenji will leave the company as of today, and this article was uh, July 31st. It doesn't say why, though. Uh, that's just the one article that has read so far. I was just trying to cement there was a little bit of reality to what I was saying. And then... Uh... I would like to think that the guy didn't get fired because he was like, I'm not working with, with Xbox. And everyone else was like, no, you are. No, I think he just, uh, it wasn't technically working with Xbox, but it was taking uh, unapproved donations from Sony or something like that, a, if memory serves correct. I'm trying to find it on the site to verify. <laughs> this is some conspiracy. We'll slip you a $10 bill to keep Yakuza exclusive on PlayStation. I'll do it. Well, now it's PlayStation has had some stories that I've read over the years where they do some weird stuff, man. I'm just trying to find uh, something to back it up. Thanks for, like, keeping it going. But uh, where's this guy? <laughs> I'm just going to Google it. Uh, okay. welcome, to cons- welcome to Conspiracy Theory uh, here at Project X Talk. Yeah. Um, where we this look is up why I don't have my own likes. channel, guys. It gets into the darker side of gaming. Yeah, this is where we look up the shady business dealings yeah. of uh, executives at video game companies and uh, expose their dirty secrets. <laughs> expose their dirty secrets. This is not old news. Or this is old news, bud. Just brushed under the table. It's news it's to me. Like Sony is a media company or two. I, dun, I, you, dun, know, you know what I always forget? <laughs> you know what I always forget is that uh, Sega, is, full name is Sega Sammy. And every time I hear that, I'm just like, it's so weird. Like, who's Sammy? I didn't know that was it. That's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. Sega Sammy Holding Company. Yeah. Well, I can't find it right now. I'll do some more research and get back to you guys. I just <laughs> found well, that, like, he's citing short-term personal reasons i found that on one and then there was like a couple others but it was like those pay for the ads or like go through like 30 second things so i'm trying to skip those but i swear that i read that somewhere i'll look it up and try to cite it 
personal personal reason uh, personal reasons, as in Sony threatened his family, and it was like, "You better leave. <laughs> you better get out of town. <laughs> you showed us the way with Yakuza. We'll keep it going." <laughs> oh, we've played the Yakuza games, and we know how this goes. All right. Yeah, you can be, be floating yeah, down yeah. the river. Speaking of Yakuza, I just want to say the pigeon attack is some of the most hilarious stuff that I've seen. Like, just that whole character's thing with the magic. He, like, throws... Yeah, Namba, he's the best. <laughs> like, God, I love him. He's my favorite. Hands I down. think it's hilarious that he's, like, the mage class, and, like, all his attacks <laughs> are, like, it's, like, shitty-ass magic. Like, he breathes fire by, like, drinking alcohol. <laughs> like, it's yeah, so and just spitting it at people. It's Oh, my so God, it's... It's great. Yeah. Game of the year. Everyone go play Yakuza like a dragon. Um, and for legal reasons, yeah. uh, Sony did not threaten any Sega executives. Everything said <laughs> in uh, 10 minutes. Yeah, this is just speculation. <laughs> and I, yeah. said I, I just clarify. said accepted bribes. <laughs> I would like to clarify we are not speculating. We are doing this as a parody, and it is a joke. Uh, we are going to now end the podcast. Um, if you're not here from us next week, it's because uh, Sony has killed us. Um, so, sounds so sus. I've been Kevin, aka the Muffin Mon, on Twitter, Xbox. Uh, follow us on Project Xbox. Feel free to join our Discord. Uh, get chatting in there. Share stuff you want to see us talk about on the podcast. Uh, Tom, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Chronicle Tom. I don't post there, but you can follow me. <laughs> and Garrett. Uh, Way1G on Twitter and Xbox. Also does not post on his Twitter. I'm the, on, I'm the only active user to, on Twitter. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. I've never been one of those social media guys. Like, not ever. Actually, Reddit is my most uh I use Reddit a lot. One. Reddit and Twitter. Yeah. People just gotta know my thoughts. I'm a genius. Oh my god. To know it. <laughs> but this is oh I could totally <laughs> run a conspiracy thing. I'm going deeper into Google and I just outright said Kenji, whatever his name is, taking bribes. And it's and the only do it time that I've ever seen <laughs> that there is like no stories. Write something else here. You're like, ooh. Done. Garrett's on the dark web right now. <laughs> so we're, gonna, we're gonna fade to black now guys yeah fade to black goodbye <laughs> <laughs>